0: I like like to touch it, I I like to touch it, I like to feel the movie, I like to put it on my, my soft skin and press it in there.
1: Hey, everybody welcome back yet again to another episode of sideways in time i am your co-host lucha chris over here is my buddy patriot pat what's going on pat
0: hey everybody how you doing i'm doing well
1: how you doing chris i'm doing good uh we, we this could easily have been a uh two to three hour podcast. as long as that damn fucking full gear pay-per-view was and We could <laughs> literally talk the entire way through it um so we're gonna do a Mount Rushmore of worst gimmicks in pro wrestling. We're going to do some general bullshitting about whatever we would like. Obviously we're going to go over some full gear results and our prediction. uh, Who did what in the predictions for full gear. Um, And we're also going to open up or uh, in the show with a new segment. We were, we're calling sideways in time theater.
0: Yeah. Um, where we've been yeah, sophisticated and shit. Yeah, and
1: we're going to uh, it's going to be a little skit that we're going to do and it, I honestly I'm kind of stoked for it. So hopefully we we enjoy it while we do it cuz I want to do more of these. Um and then yeah, we'll just uh kind of kind of bullshit around outside of that. Um it was super nice yesterday. Uh, I was That's like 70, 72 degrees yesterday. Now it's back yeah. down to like 40. So we're doing That's great. Welcome to Missouri. Yeah, right. Uh yeah, I'm kind of stoked uh, outside of wrestling news because I get a chance to see the new Ghostbusters before anybody else, um, which I'm uh, excited about.
0: One of the perks of working at the theater, right?
1: Yep. And, t- yeah. and that's the, even, the funnier part is I don't technically I, I technically get paid by the theater, but I don't actually work at the theater. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, nonetheless, I don't know if I'm going to do it tonight or not. Cause usually the the staff stays over till like after midnight and watches whatever comes out the night, the night after, but I'm a little, uh, uh, I'm a youngin, but I'm a little too old to be watching movies in the theater until 2.00 AM. I'll be that guy snoring in the, in the theater. So I don't think I'm going to do that, but I'm super excited for that movie. I'm trying not to over anticipate anything
0: just in case it's awful, which is always a possibility these days. Um, see i never i never saw the uh the the reboot that they did a few years ago um then i i wanted to see it but then when i heard just how horrible the script was uh yeah, yeah. you know yeah. I, it, and i got nothing against the all-female cast i mean you know it, yeah. it's not that i'm you know it's not this misogynistic yeah. ghostbusters for men it was just the way the script was done, I heard, was horrible. And, you know, you can only act your way out of dog shit so much.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it had its moments where there were some funny parts, but you have really funny actors, actresses, playing these parts. So, of course, like, you know, Melissa McCarthy is hilarious.
0: Mm-hmm. And then the... the yeah, last- Kristen Wiig and uh, Leslie... Uh, what's her name? They're ben. all... The Les- yeah. yeah, they're all brilliant.
1: The, the entire cast was great. But, yeah, I mean, they like you said, you can only do so much they it had its moments but not enough to really make it memorable or likable unfortunately but uh i mean i own it of course because i own 1200 something dvds and blu-rays but
0: uh you know yeah. they have this thing um called uh netflix and yeah I amazon know. and I'm, stuff they have
1: um I'm, I'm, i like the physical
0: i like, like to touch it i, I like, like to it. touch it i like to feel the movie I like to put it on my, my soft skin and press it in there. <laughs> yeah. So anyway,
1: uh, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and jump into the first segment of the, uh, of the episode. Uh, oh, I like to rub
0: the cassettes on my taint the pickles Uh,
1: so episode 011 that's 11 for you uh non-smart marks out there i don't know why would you would be or wouldn't be a smart mark for not knowing what
0: that number up there is that way Uh, i don't know but if you're listening to us you might be smart mark but you're listening to a couple dumb asses
1: they were listening before you started moaning and talking about your taint uh (laughs) so uh we're gonna come back to a segment right now that we haven't done in a little while um or at least I don't think we have. I don't. It feels like we've it's been, been a few weeks. Yeah, I think so. Um, we're going to do an, a, another Mount Rushmore today. Um, we're both being really bad about actually getting polls out there. I need. We need to be on top of doing that after every show, so that. But, but we don't. Honestly, the last few weeks, and it's been kind of nice we don't know what we're doing on
0: this show until the morning of or the night
1: before. So in all, in all honesty, it's, it doesn't bother me that
0: much either. Yeah. hundred percent transparency. I texted Looch when I got to work yesterday, what's the format for tomorrow? And it wasn't like a panic. It was more like a, Hey dude, what are we doing? And he was like, yeah, he was like, how about a, B and C? And I was like, let's throw D in there. And he's like, all right, throw me the D and I'm like, always got to throw the D in it. Yeah. You just whip the D around. (laughs) (laughs)
1: all right so our mount rushmore today is going to be a and i guess it was was it a twitter suggestion
0: yeah i saw it uh um somebody suggested it and then some i i should have taken the names down but somebody suggested what's the worst gimmicks and then uh uh somebody goes hey uh they they go hey how about uh you know how about this for a mount rushmore somebody else replied so that's what we're doing i'm gonna i'm i'm doing worst gimmicks that actually worked um, cause there's okay. just so many bad gimmicks.
1: Yeah. All right. No, I'm good with that. Actually. I'm, I'm, that's, that's not a bad idea because there's a lot of bad
0: gimmicks. No, there's horrible gimmicks. I mean, we could, we could spend more time talking about worse gimmicks than we could about full gear. I, I uh, totally, I totally agree. And I think
1: I have <laughs> mine actually. So do you want to, you want to start us off? Who do you got?
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So these are my Mount Rushmore of worst gimmicks that actually worked. Um, oh, yeah, and if you notice, I'm, I'm not wearing the aviators, if you're watching, because my eyes are shitty, um, and my aviators are only single vision, and I'm an old man, and I got <laughs> read shit, so. That's all I've got left is my eyes at this point. <laughs> okay, so, number one, if it wasn't for the pandemic, this character would have crashed, I believe. Dexter Loomis.
1: That's yeah. a, a hot take for me, personally, but no, I, I get it. I There's a lot I, of people.
0: I think- the reason he got over so well is because there was nobody in the arena. So you could just put him somewhere and shine an orange light on him. And that started to get him over. And he started to like, I started to look forward to seeing him and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think if it wasn't for the pandemic, I don't think he would have got over because by the time crowds came back, he was already over with yeah. the TV audience. Um number two, and this is another, I, these are all going to be hot takes, I think, but <sighs> Uh this is horrible gimmicks that got over. Right. Basically, this is based on the man itself or women themselves, depending on who you pick, um portraying them. They were the ones that got them over. Oh, and I do want to add a caveat. I'm not putting Undertaker in there. Everybody puts puts yeah. Undertaker in the best gimmick or the worst gimmick that worked list because of Mark Calloway. I'm not putting him in there.
1: And we are um, we already technically talked about him in the ghost episode.
0: So yeah. yeah. You guys didn't get to hear it because it was a ghost episode. So, just wait till, you know, uh, Luch and I, um, I don't know, when we surprise drop it or something. Uh,
1: Yeah. (laughs) Not a surprise anymore. It's going to happen now.
0: Um, Anyways. uh, So, number two, Luchasaurus. Because if you look at it on paper, a six-foot-five luchador who kayfabes as a dinosaur, whose tag team partner is Luke Perry's son... No way! In no universe should that get over. Yet he is getting chance at every show. He yep. is still over. He did a, a super duper flip off the stage. Yeah, he did that uh, every- sunset flip off the stage at Full Gear. nuts, everybody went nuts. Okay, number three, Gold Dust. Oh man, I was he? What of yours? Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he just wanted that. That gimmick was horrible. No way should have got over.
1: One in this list. Huh? He could be easily number one in this list.
0: Yeah. Um, and number four, um, of uh, or number one, depending on which way you're coming. Worst gimmicks that actually got over mankind. Ooh.
1: Yeah, all right.
0: When he came when he came in, the snorting pig pulling hair out, horrible music, all that and now. Everybody loves uh, Mrs. Foley's little boy. You know? yeah, yeah, so, well, yeah. That's
1: that's a good one, actually. I wouldn't have ever thought about that, of course, because duh, McFoley. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's a good one. And I, it, honestly, and Gold Dust was the only one on there that I was uh, that was going to be on my list, but I'll I'll improvise on that so we don't have the same ones. Um, these are in no specific order, so when I count them down, it's not like you know. Best to worst, or or vice versa. It's just like the list in general. But I have to say, even though the gimmick it definitely got over, and to this day, it's still oddly over, even though it didn't do a whole lot for this person's career, it kind of also did with the boogeyman. Oh, yeah, kind of a sleeper gimmick. Like it's so it's so cringy that people loved it. Mm -hmm. Even me, like, I'm not gonna lie, if I saw Boogeyman pop up, I get a little, ah, you know, yeah, like because yeah. it's so stupid that it's great, like you know. And to be honest, the dude was actually a pretty good fucking wrestler. He he he's a big, massive dude. Without the paint, he's pretty impressive looking, you know. Like he, they really probably didn't even have to do that, but he was missing teeth and had weird haircut, so why not make him a boogeyman? Uh, and he had a, a fixation for eating worms, so. Uh, so, it's yeah, that's a, clocks on his face. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> this one's going to get me it, possibly get me shit on gross uh, a little bit. And it worked for a short period of time for a niche group of people. <laughs> but Eric Bischoff's kayfabe nephew, Eugene. Yeah, that should, first of all, that if that were to happen in 2021 WWE would oh. be digging its grave right now oh yeah um which again is not against the man who did the gimmick because he's actually one a fantastic wrestler which is why he was kind of put in a gimmick of someone who emulates all of their favorite wrestlers because he could work any style he was actually he's a very underrated wrestler mm-hmm. um in my opinion. Uh, I forget what his name is. Nick Dinsmore. Nick Dinsmore. Yeah. So he, I mean, in OVW, he was, you know, as himself, he had a pretty, pretty good go. And then for whatever reason they decided to bring him in as Eric Bischoff's special nephew. Um, but as awful as it kind of was, people did kind of people were rooting for the character. So he did, he was over in, in that short period of time where he was actually in, in, uh, in the moment. Um, (laughs) Oh, man. So this is like a, this is a loophole. Okay. I'm only saying this one because it didn't, (sighs) it got over in all the worst ways possible. Um, (laughs) And so not necessarily in the sense of like the undertaker, for example, you know, it was a, a bad gimmick that did really well. This one's just really famous. And that's the Shockmaster. Uh, another one that's basically just straight up wrestling meme famous. Uh, Shockmaster lasted what, like two weeks, maybe that.
0: I uh, I saw because I actually saw a clip where they did the debut of the Shockmaster, and then they also showed him like two weeks later, and he was this bumbling buffoon, and I felt I felt so bad for. <laughs> Was it Fred Ott? Is that who played? I felt so bad for him because like Shockmaster was supposed to, you supposed to be a main event player and then But the how?
1: Like who did they have doing the fucking costumes and like oh yeah. It was the spray painted stormtrooper.
0: Stormtrooper master. It was so on it. It was so corny. And but then
1: <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Um and then it's kind of tough because, again, there's so many, but it's weird because as I was going through a list the other day of, oh, man, there's another one that's pretty good. But as I was going through a list of them, just to kind of refresh my memory a little bit, there was one that kind of stuck out to me. And and I didn't understand why it would have been on this list, and I guess I do, but I'm going to go with my fourth being Papa Shango. Because I, at first I was confused. Why was pa, Papa Shango on this list? Why, one, because I'm biased. when when I was a kid, he was one of my favorite fucking characters in wrestling. So I didn't get why he would be in the worst gimmicks. But in all honesty, a like straight up traditional witch doctor character is just as weird as like it's that version of the boogeyman in a weird way. But it lucked out because everybody knows who Papa Shango was Mm -hmm. for a number of reasons. One, because it was a standout character Two, everybody knows Godfather, you know, and because so the guy that played the character, definitely if it was just some dude who could barely wrestle and wasn't really any good with the Papa Shango shit, nobody would know that name. And if it did, it'd be more of one of the meme famous characters and it would be an actual gimmick that got over. But I think, that Papa Shango did fairly well in the short period of time he was Papa Shango.
0: He had he had a feud with the Ultimate Warrior. He had a feud with the, right. uh right. Uh, oh, who else? Uh, well, he, he worked. Didn't he work with Jake yeah, Roberts yeah. too? And I mean, so, yeah, he he was on top for a while. So one you know, one mid card at least.
1: Exactly, and and again, if it wasn't for that him portraying that character as well technically, as he did. Who knows if he is still stuck around in the company as long as he did. Um, and then one uh, honorable mention due to the fact that we're creeping up on Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, we gotta mention the Gooker, right? <laughs> right? Because Undertaker thought he was going to be Eggman
0: because of that. That was funny. Please don't make me be the Eggman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so, yeah, I think the gobbledygooker is one of the most famously awful gimmicks of all time. It wasn't a wrestler, though. That's the weird part. It, but, but it um, was. It was Hector Guerrero. Well, I know it was an actual wrestler. I mean, the gobbledygooker wasn't a wrestler. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's a, there's this week's Mount Rushmore. And and yeah, I'm actually kind of, I'm still kind of bummed out. You took Gold Dust from me. It's one of my favorite gimmicks of all, of all time. One of my favorite. Do let me go for it. Well,
0: of all time. Me, too. I, I had an honorable mention, though. What's um, that one? I, I had a King Booker. Because dude, yeah, 100%. He, was, he was so over the top that you should hate him and just want to turn the TV off. But it, it was so fucking entertaining.
1: He was very, very, very good at making a completely awful character likable in the sense of hating him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he was a it was a lovable. You couldn't help but love that character, even though it was so awful. But he mm-hmm. was so his comedic timing and the accent. He just he went all in with it. And that's what you have to do in this in that, you know, in this business. Like you have to go all in. Um, Speaking of all in. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about AEW full gear. Uh, I I, sorry for getting you excited there. I didn't mean to do that. I don't know what you thought I was going to say, but so I got I perked up. So we're at we're at 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 this very moment moment from the uh, opening of the show we're at seventeen minutes already okay so not that much we're about to talk about full gear though let me start off by saying at BFR Bill Bill Veggie from Band from Ringside Podcast who's known for being a very uh very devil's advocate esque type uh person on <laughs> Band from Ringside Podcast at
0: BFR Pod a little on- jaded kind of a bitch. <laughs>
1: no comment. So anyways, uh, I don't, you need to jump on his Twitter from time to time. He doesn't get on there very often. And, but when he does, he's either going to say something that's really going to piss you off and then just dip like and not even respond or do anything. Or he's going to say some shit that really actually makes a lot of sense. And let me find it real quick because he's very, he can be very critical about things sometimes. And, and yes, just like the rest of us, he he's at AEW Mark. He loves AEW for a lot of the same reasons we do. Um, but he's also been very blatantly known for not being much of a fan of Darby Allen for liking MJF, but not thinking he's a very good wrestler. Um, and, and various other, uh, Talents and angles and different things. He's really good at pointing out the things that some AEW people that are just so all in on, on AEW, no pun intended. Um, will just never mention. And so he tweeted a, like a star rating on the pay-per-view before we yeah. get into the pay-per-view. Let me, let me, because this, this was mind blowing to me. First of all, he said MJF versus Darby was a 4.5 stars, 4.5. Like, a dude who doesn't really like either one of those wrestlers when they started in the company is now giving them an almost five-star rating. He said the tag title match between the Lucha bros and, uh, FTR, which fucking, uh, uh, Cornette had some awful things to say about. He gave it a 4.57 or 4.75 stars. Great fucking match. He said, punk Kingston 18 stars. <laughs> That's out of five.
0: Yeah, out of five. 18 out of five.
1: He gave Danielson Miro 25 stars out of five. And yep. then he gave Hangman Omega 89 stars out of five. I just wanted to bring that up because somebody who's very jaded from time to time when it comes to his wrestling, 85 stars out of five. Uh, man. So I just wanted to bring that up. Also, the whole Cornette thing, you can if he, if he hasn't blocked you for talking shit, Jump over to his Twitter and, and uh he was talking shit because apparently the worked punches on the top rope in the corner were very worked. Um and then also he he apparently the 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 apparently the finish was botched, which I didn't really notice.
0: For which it, match?
1: For uh the tag title match. Really? I didn't mean, I didn't notice. I was I was high on that match. I did not notice yeah, it. I
0: mean, you know, we we're a couple of fans. He's been literally in the industry for 40 years so he's gonna be able to pick up on nuanced stuff
1: i get it i get it and and again i'll shit all over cornet all the time and in saying all of that i think he's probably one of the best minds in the business to an extent Mm -hmm. and he's probably got more knowledge than almost anybody in the business to an extent but just shut the fuck up anyway so AEW Full Gear was this past weekend, and I didn't get to watch it right away on Saturday, so I had to completely ignore all of my social medias for almost two days Mm because I didn't get the chance to watch it till the next night. Um, Which, Patrick, thank you for the hookup. Um, What's what's crazy is it was a six-hour event, Mm -hmm. even after you had already watched it, and I was watching your recap or whatever you want to call it. I couldn't fast-forward it. So I had to watch all of the packages at the beginning, all of the <laughs> buy-in, and then sit through the entire pay-per-view, which was fine. I
0: mean, but, the, the, buy- the buy-in was good. The it really, was, really
1: was. No, I was impressed. I was actually kind of happy about that. I will say by the end of this fucking pay-per-view, I was exhausted, and during the Omega uh, uh page match, I started kind of fading a little bit, and it wasn't <laughs> because of the quality of the match. I was just exhausted yeah. from a long-ass day. So let's jump into it, because again, we could talk about it for hours. Um, first of all, I wanted to mention that they had a completely new set for the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Which normally, they, don't, they haven't done that very often, and that was nice. I love having new sets um, or a different a custom set to pay-per-views. I think that's a fucking great. I also think they should do it for Rampage, but that's nitpicking. Um, Dante Martin is a fucking star uh, when it came to that first segment at the buy-in just his back and forth um he the kid's real young and i would expect in the next five or six years he's one of those pillars that everybody talks about um yeah so i i forgot that we had done predictions for the buy-in but only the one match
0: yeah Um, i didn't know about the dante martin match in fact. Excuse me, I'm eating peanut butter pretzels from Costco. They're delicious. And they're they only are, $767 man. a giant tub. Anyway. Jesus um, Christ. They're not a sponsor, <laughs> by the way.
1: But it'd be cooler if they were.
0: They would. Um get
1: your 75 pound jar of pickles for only
0: $16.99. Oh, <laughs> uh, excuse me. Um, yeah, I I uh, by the time I turned it on, it was uh, during the uh, Thunder Rosa, now the Rose, the the tag team match. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't even know about Dante Martin until I was scrolling Twitter, and I was like, "Oh shit, I missed that." It was really good. Who do you, who do you take on, man? I didn't write it down. Okay,
1: oh, wait, hang on. Let me. Uh, I'm on the fucking results right here. Uh, was, it, was it Jeff? Uh, they don't have the.
0: Okay, was it wait Was it Dave? Dave.
1: Was They're, it Was they it they Conrad? Thompson?
0: Horatio.
1: Okay, so they don't have that one listed on here for some reason. They have the uh Sheeta Thunder Hater Rose uh match. So yeah, I don't remember exactly and I feel like uh Was it Bray uh, Wyatt? Yes, it was. He returned to <laughs> face uh Dante Martin. Um so uh the winners did did I get the point on the uh Sheeta Thunder Rosa match? Uh
0: Some predictions. I think we all got the point on that. I don't have. I don't. I don't have the uh, sheet with me.
1: Wow. I could go grab it. No, no, no. You're good. I'll. I'll pull it up from the
0: text message.
1: Um. Let's see. Oh, actually, I didn't get the. The.
0: Yeah, we didn't send you the results. That's
1: all right. Uh, I'm gonna grab it. I'm. I'm going to grab it. He's going to grab it. Everybody. So. Um. Yeah. That being said. He's going to get that so we can see the results of who won that prediction or who didn't. Um, But yeah, the the buy-in was actually pretty cool. It was definitely better than what most places do, um, in my opinion, just based on the fact that it was, it felt like a part of the show. It didn't feel like just a couple of matches that were just thrown in, even though they kind of were, at least as far as the Dante Martin match is concerned. Um, But obviously they're, they're, putting a spotlight on Dante Martin and it's not the brightest spotlight yet, which rightfully so. Um, but yet again, me marking out on how they treat their, their younger talent, knowing they're going to be the future of that company one of these days. So, um, that's, uh, that's really cool. I wish this, I wish this had the results of that first match. Cause again, they're only mentioning the, uh, the, the okay, women's tag match. Okay. Um, all right. So, oh, dance okay. dance my dance wife dance. does.
0: <laughs> my wife does not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she what does not that? have it. And, or maybe she did send it to me. I just got a text. Okay. So no, that was a text from you.
1: That's all right. Um, so it, I have the list here, but I don't remember who. Oh, wait. Okay. No, I can do that. Hang on here. I got this. We got this, everybody. No problem. No problem. All right. So I'm sitting here saying, oh, we don't have the results. Oh, I got it. Oh, well, damn it. Okay. okay. So
0: so uh, you th- and I went Nyland Hater, and gotcha. my wife went uh, Thunder Sheeta. Okay. That's so, a cool name. Uh, Thunder Sheeta.
1: So she got the point there. She got the point. Okay. So uh, we're going to move forward to Darby Allen versus MJF. Uh, let me start by saying, First of all, MJF's, like, all purple gear. And the funny thing is, he went on Twitter not too long after the match and tweeted, Prince is mid.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, uh,
1: first of all, fuck MJF for so many reasons. And don't ever talk about the King-Prince like this. Uh, but then, uh, but it was also just, it was great. Um, uh, Darby's opening videos are always fucking super cool. Like, with the car on fire and the whole thing, yeah. it was
0: awesome. That- I don't know. I thought it was a little, uh, maybe, maybe it's an age thing. I was like, this a little too, uh, I love extra it. emo. I love it. The quality was great, but I'm just like, uh, I, I love his little cartoon in the beginning.
1: Yeah.
0: But I don't, uh, anyway. his makeup, though, holy shit, aw cool glam. They yeah. kill it yeah, on his cool. makeup.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, what I wasn't expecting with this match is I figured it'd be good. I didn't think, so we were talking about which ones we thought would be the sleeper matches of the night. This match is fucking up there. This match Mm -hmm. was way better than it had any reason being. Um, They had like that luchador chain wrestling thing going on towards the, 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 that first half of it where they just went for like what felt like five minutes back and forth. Like I, I was like, holy shit. I wasn't expecting this from either one of them. Uh, Darby doing that suicide dive that he does, that he's just like a torpedo and literally Mm. looks like he's going to hurt both of them every time. Um, That that, that chain wrestling, and then they brought the chain wrestling back towards the end of the match, which was even more intense because they had already gone so long and beat the shit out of each other. It was a fantastic match. Um, And and then the ending was exactly what it needed to be. The finish was great, you know, with with the MJF getting the ring out, uh, and 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 taking uh, taking Darby out with the ring, and then getting and winning with, with a
0: headlock takeover.
1: Yeah, exactly what he said he was going to do. Like they, this whole match was done fantastically, like it, it was such a good match. Um, and then yeah, so we let's see where we at on that. Where's it at? So where's the oh Darby? So. Casey took Darby Allen and you and I took MJF. So,
0: mm-hmm. so, so right now we're all three tied.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, that that match was a hell of an opening match. Like, who'd have thought? And, like, honestly, like, I love both of those guys, but I was not expecting that. Um, then we had the uh, the tag team title match FTR versus the Lucha Bros. Um, Lucha bros entrance was awesome. I thought that was super cool.
0: It was Uh, really cool.
1: Yeah. They're again. So FTR, I think everybody knows they're one of the greatest tag teams. Currently there is in the business period. Uh, And lucha bros. I mean, not only are they fantastic, but like I tweeted out uh, during it, fucking Ray Phoenix is not from this planet. Ray Phoenix is a fucking wrestling god. This man does shit I've never uh, like I can't even I can't even explain
0: the, the one thing I remember for when he got punched and, or whatever and knocked down and just popped up with a super kick I'm like where, where the fuck did that come from? It's so cool it, it was like it literally like a second a second and a half that he hit the mat came up with a super kick I would need about 35 seconds to stand up Stretch out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, Man, that was one of the things I tweeted out, too, like even regarding the first match. So the first match felt like fucking pro wrestling. Like Mm -hmm. I even mentioned, it checked a lot of pro wrestling boxes. It went everywhere, went Mm -hmm. all over the spectrum of what pro wrestling is. And the same fucking thing happened with that tag match because the, the the fun dynamic between the Lucha Bros and FTR is FTR has got that whole no flips just fists attitude, and then they've got here they have the Lucha Bros who are king of king flips, yeah, you know, the kings of that style and Lucha Lucha Libre, and obviously with FTR having the AAA tag titles, like it's such a good dynamic um, of them being the way they are, but they have the luchador, like the, the they have those the AAA. Tag titles like in a company that's nothing but flips for the most part. Like to me, that was that's that's super fun. And yeah, again, they're all, aw going quote unquote all in with this pro wrestling thing that they keep trying to shove down people's throats. Rightfully so. Um, great fucking match, and I was already tired after this one.
0: Oh, I wh- when uh, when that match started, I said, "Good lord, I'm gonna need a Xanax."
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. Um I I also love some of the like smaller details of this match like uh Dax tying Penta's mask to the ropes. Mm-hmm. Like, like that that's so cool. Like that was such a creative spot. Um They did a, there was throughout this whole pay-per-view there was a lot of Eddie Guerrero tributes
0: clearly. Uh um, And oh, and apron spots. Yeah, but yeah, um yeah, yeah, um, it was. I will say I loved the fact that they gave so many people the opportunity. We'll, we'll, we'll I'm sure we'll talk about the other Eddie spots, but if we don't, there was a lot of them. I love the fact that Tony or whoever was, the, you know, that it was just like, yeah, go out there. Because if this were WWE, you would have one person do an Eddie spot. You would have one person do an apron spot. Which you know.
1: is kind of an old school mentality because you don't want to do too many. Me- too many of the same spots in each match usually if that was wwe doing it although in this case being eddie guerrero i don't give a fuck what company did it every match could have an eddie spot i mm-hmm. that ain't gonna bother me
0: you know so but, um i i will say and this is this is coming from my uh doing stand-up comedy so like it, if i was doing one of my bits like uh, i okay i did a show once and there was another comic about my age and he went on before me and he did a bit about video games and a prostate exam. And, um, oh, I forget the third one. And all my bits were about video games, a prostate exam and whatever the third one, there were, there were completely different jokes, but I was right. like, Oh my God. So I had to like, re- you know, go in and think about my whole set again and go out there. Cause yep. you don't want to see that. But on the same token, like with the apron spot, um, We've done shows to where, you know, there'll be four or five of us on the show and we will uh, just do something like we will make a joke about a platypus, and then the next person makes a joke about a platypus by the third person make joke about a platypus. Then like the fourth and fifth person, the audience is expecting the platypus joke. So they're kind of waiting for it. So that's why I like the apron spot was they did it in every fucking match that you were like, When's the apron spot? So
1: yeah, it's like it's like setting up the giving everybody the opportunity to help set up the punchline basically. Yeah.
0: And yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of an Easter, like or a common thread throughout the, the whole, the whole show. I agree.
1: Yeah. And the first person of the night, aside from the, uh, the, the buy-in when Vicky came out, there was a lot of Eddie chants. Um, that was actually the first time of the night that I noticed any of the Eddie stuff. Um, but the first physical thing I remember seeing was when I think it was Dax uh, yep. did the frog splash. Um, and everybody did the three amigos. Yeah. And then there was the, that's what it was. It was three amigos. Um, Dax also tried to use the triple a, uh, title or he did use it, uh, behind the referees back, but it didn't help him any. Um, that's when the three amigos came in, uh, Penta into the frog splash more any chance. Uh, obviously the Lucha bros win and retain the AEW world tag team titles. Again, Fucking banger match. Um, this one was one of the ones I was looking forward to most. Uh, Miro Danielson, just for the simple fact that they're the epitome of WWE. Well, I mean, maybe not as much Brian Danielson, but two guys from the WWE that may not have always gotten the potential. Like Brian Danielson in the, in the later years, obviously. And Miro pretty much almost the whole time was like, you know, a dangling in front of us the whole time. And this, and Miro over Rusev is leaps and bounds. Yeah. Just fantastic. Um, Yeah. One of the, the highlight spots for that for me was Miro. Like it was like halfway through the match, maybe a little bit more like three quarters of the way through the match. Miro looking up to his God to like get the strength from his God, like, I thought that was fucking cool as hell. Um, Yeah, that was super good. And it was a very stiff match. Like, those two did not – they had to have said beforehand, hey, let's go beat the shit out of each other. Like, it it felt like – it's almost like the entire night kind of felt a little like – and I think I tweeted this even. It felt a little like WWF, WCW, and ECW – in all the best possible ways through yeah, it pay-per-view it had a little bit of the attitude era that wasn't over the super overly disgusting or sexual or anything like that but it had grit to it it was a very gritty rough show and it was it, that's it kept my interest the entire time um yeah and that the whole him reaching up to his god for the strength of his god like that ended up coming out in his favor because he ended up like kind of hulking up at, at towards the end of it just taking all the punishment um it was it was a very stiff match
0: it was good i uh uh i did like when he put his arms up and let danielson kick him, him and stuff and then he was coming back with with his kicks i really enjoyed that um uh, I, I went Miro on this, um, Same. but uh, 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 looking back, had Miro won, it would have foreshadowed the main event. Having Danielson win, you weren't sure who was going to win the main event. So, True. Um, yeah. You know, uh, well,
1: and that goes back into our discussion from last week where I had mentioned that taking losses in AEW, although in the rankings – but this one wasn't for the rankings technically, but I feel like I'm glad it happened the way it did, even though I took the wrong pred- prediction on it, because I have a feeling again, Miro losing is just going to make his character more powerful and more beautiful <laughs> Me too. And it's going yeah. gonna, to, he's going to enrage him because he can't lose. He can't fucking lose. He's Miro. He's God's favorite champion, you know, or whatever the case may be. Like I feel like him taking the loss is actually better for him than winning that match.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the beauty of uh, uh quarterbacking after the show. Yeah. I mean, you know, I you know, I listened, I listened back to the podcast. I was like, yeah, those are some good ideas, and if it worked out, yeah, it'd have been fun. But you know, that's why we're not on the booking committee and we're just a couple idiots that speculate. Hey,
1: speak for yourself. <laughs> Uh so then we uh we went on to what was hey, it? Hey uh, you <laughs> don't don't lump me in with you. I ain't no idiot. Um let's see. So what do we have? Super click versus Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh next. Uh the fucking bucks, man. Those fucking young bucks with the goddamn purple facial hair, like they are so fucking pro wrestling, it's painful.
0: And like. <laughs> I, I, they are the epitome of I love to hate them. Exactly, that's exactly. And I thought those fucking pink pants in 4K, you're you're <laughs> going to burn my fucking screen. This is this
1: is I think I'm pretty sure this is the match specifically that I said felt like that era of pro wrestling with WWF, WCW, and EC, because. You know, they just they were all over the place because this was the fall falls count anywhere. So Jungle Boy and each one of them represented different eras of all of those companies, too. So like the Young Bucks, for example, reminded me of like the Macho Man era, but also like the Hardy Boys, Mm -hmm. but also this like Jungle Boy seemed like straight up. Dusty Rhodes WCW era with the jeans and the boots and the big hair and he's got the beard and gr- he's kind of grizzled now.
0: My favorite part was the fact that he wore jeans, but his regular boots, his regular yeah, Jungle yeah. Boy boots.
1: I, po- um, I kind of popped for that too.
0: That cracked me up.
1: Um, you know, but then they had like these hardcore elements where they they shoved all those fucking tacks in Jungle Boy's mouth and like super kicked them out of his mouth. Like that's a WCW thing. They had the tack knee braces which I've, you know, they, they give it to the Bucks. They, you know, they do it with the shoes. Now they got the knee braces to do the triple. What do they call it? The triple.
0: Um, uh, triple click. I don't know.
1: Yeah. It fucking fuck the, you is what it's called. Or, triple or, fuck you.
0: Or the three trigger. or uh. Yeah.
1: Sunset flips by dinosaurs off of stages, like tables, chairs, fucking. It was nuts. Um, This is another one, though. Oh. that I'll oh, go ahead.
0: Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, because the camera work in this pay-per-view was phenomenal, because it really was. You would, it, they would be focused on whoever, and then all of a sudden, fucking Christian comes flying up out of nowhere. You're like, where the fuck did he come? And like in the uh, the Lucha Brothers, um, you know, Penta's standing in front of FTR, oh, and then the way the camera works is all of a sudden Ray Phoenix just drops in like a superhero. And you're like, where the, where the fuck did So, you know, they really had, had it thought, very
1: tightened up with the cameras and the, and the production oh, of it. Oh shit.
0: I mean, you, it wasn't, there wasn't much of a difference between being there like we were two right. weeks ago and watching on TV. It was, Same. I agree. Me, it was, uh, uh, yeah, they, the camera crew is phenomenal, but yeah. Anyway, back to, back to uh jungle boy jurassic <laughs> express cage versus super click
1: yeah so ultimately uh we we took the l on the predictions on this one as well because and thank god yeah uh jungle boy i, I, I liked it i did too. I, 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 you know honestly even even on my wrong predictions i wasn't dissatisfied and that's a new one like for me, like. You know, because we're very cynical to WWE and what they do and what they could be doing and blah, blah, blah. The smart market, all of us bleed like pours through our fucking sweat glands. Um, But we also know that everybody's safe in AEW for the most part so far, Mm -hmm. that nobody's gonna, if you take a loss again two weeks in a row, it's not gonna hurt you. They're gonna, they're gonna tell, they're gonna do something with your losses. So, but, I think Jungle Boy and them actually needed the win because they've they kind of been getting beat on and tossed around and other than Adam Cole getting concertoed and they're kind of giving Jungle Boy a little bit of an incentive to be a little edgier by, you know, the, the whole tease of him doing the concerto and like being the one to do it and. Which is new because he's kind of a sweetheart, good yeah, guy. Yeah, white bread.
0: Yeah, You're just maybe he, kind he's of your, him
1: into like an anti-hero face, possibly. Like, yeah, those, I think just giving him sh- a
0: little, just giving him a little edge, just giving so you know, you know, just giving a little tarnish on the polished personality. Yeah, and there's nothing there's wrong with that.
1: that. That it belongs in. You know, if it was mm-hmm. just a normal match and he did that, it'd be a little bit. You know, I'd be a little worried, but it's a match where everybody's. I mean. They fucking shoved his mouth full of tax. Beat that <laughs> motherfucker's ass. You know, like, um, and then I had tweeted, and I, I like this, bad prediction, fun match. Uh, so, yeah, ultimately, uh, Jungle Boy took the pin. Um, and, uh, and so Jurassic Express, Christian Cage take the, uh, the win on that
0: one. And my wife got the point on that, and her reasoning behind it was they're building Jungle Boy. Yeah, you know? 100%. 100%. Um, I
1: also wondered the whole time, and I hope they don't, because to me, it's like um, uh, Luchasaurus reminds me of like Kane, mm-hmm. that type of masked, big, giant masked character, although he's got Kane beat by a long shot on his athletic ability. Kane was great, yeah, but he was just a big, stiff guy, you know, like that was his whole thing. Luchasaurus is a fucking, is one of the Lucha bros, but he's like seven foot tall.
0: You know, and, like, he's so good. Yeah, and you, I don't like that they just bring him in as the big guy that does a bunch of spots, clears the ring, and then gets, you know, beat down by three guys thrown out. And that I I want more story with Luchasaurus, but...
1: I have a feeling it'll come eventually. They just got to find the right place for it. Like, almost like... I would almost think it'd be interesting for him down the line, like, say Dark Order flipped heel again and, like, went through that whole thing again. Put Luchasaurus with the darks, Dark Order. I think, you know, little there's something you could switch up and it could be interesting. That's not necessarily yeah. the best idea in the world, but, um, but yeah, so he, but he's always fun. Obviously he sells t-shirts. Like he's a great character. People shit on him in the beginning, but now can't help, but love him. Like that's when, you know, you're getting over, bud. Uh, then we had the, uh, the uh, Cody
0: match, which I don't have that one. Cody right pack versus black and Andrade.
1: This one was interesting. I felt like this was going to be the sleeper, and it was a good match. Um, but I think it was a good middle-of-the-road match. And pretty much my big takeaway, again, was, like, I don't – people fucking hate Cody Rhodes. And either it's because they, they don't want face Cody Rhodes, as like myself, or they just really see something that they can't stand in the guy. I I I understand because in the beginning I was that way, but I think Cody Rhodes is fucking great. Honestly, like I think he really, whether he's face or he's heel, he serves a legitimate purpose. I think, and I don't know. I, I like Cody Rhodes. What do you think of the match? Um, match was
0: it was good, but outside of the. uh I think it's the next one, or outside of uh, the street fight. Um, this was—I mean, I would—I would probably give it four stars, which on a on a normal show uh, is great. But I think right. every other every other match outside of the street fight was above four stars. Um, my thing with Cody is that he wants to come out like he's like he loves us and he's one of us and all this stuff but he's got his own special entrance ramp he's got his own special like you know and all that stuff that he comes out and he's doing that come on and you know trying to get people to cheer for him and stuff and it's just it's almost like he's disconnected from everybody but he you know and he doesn't really he's oblivious to it you know that that's, that's what I don't like about it. his in-ring work, his promo work. I heard him on busted open and he's very entertaining, but it's that fucking entrance yeah. pisses me off. Cause it's like, I'm better than to come out of either of these tubes. Well, and you know what, this
1: is what I always hope happens with Cody because of all of those exact things that you just mentioned. Remember when Bailey flipped heel and it was kind of awkward because we all wanted it to happen, but she—I don't know if she was ready yet or knew exactly what
0: she needed to do. Yeah, she needed to. Yeah, but then she didn't she know how to, to fill those shoes,
1: right? So, but then when it started to work and she started to get over, and, is when she was doing the—I don't understand why you don't like me. Mm-hmm. So she was being kind of bratty and shit, and but she was playing like she was still a role model, but she knew she was a heel, so she was using that, you know, to get that over. I think if Cody were to. I don't understand why you guys don't like me, but he's doing all these things where he's, he's bigger and better than all of us with his entrance and all the flames. And he's, my dad was dusty and you know, he could be playing on this spoiled, the spoiled brat of pro wrestling. I have my own wrestling company. I'm better than everybody, but also being like, but I don't understand why you don't like me. Look what I'm doing for you. Like he could be playing those two dynamics and making himself a very obnoxious heel that would make us love him because we know why he's doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Because then I can be I mean, his
1: his over the top
0: shit. I I think doing the ultra white bread stuff, but having the cocky entrance and the and stuff, I think that hurts him. I think if he if he did go more heelish because he said he said he'll never go heel. He was like, well, you know, I'll get booed in this city, but I'll get cheered in this city. And so he's going to
1: try to do the the John Cena effect.
0: I I think so. Um, And the other thing, I mean, I don't know, but, you know, he he tries to portray himself as like bigger than Triple H and bigger than Cena and bigger than these people. And it's like, I don't I don't see it. I mean, he's great. He I'll did, you know, yeah. he went to the indies and just blew up the indies and stuff after he got released. And he showed WWE what they had, but I don't see him up there with those legends. Um, not yet, anyway. Not yet. No, you know, we've got no. time,
1: especially with his own company. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's ways of him to be able to work his way. And why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he reset his legacy with his own company down the road? He's got so much time. You know what I mean? So, and and like I said, I understand people's dislike for Cody Rhodes because there's still a part of me that is annoyed by him, but there's also an even like an even bigger part of me that actually is, I don't know. I can't help, but like him. I don't know what it is, but uh, ultimately we took the L on this prediction as well. Uh, I I picked Malachi black and Andrade, but we, we got the, the face win. Yet again, yeah. Uh, there, there's a little rift between both teams off and on throughout the match, which
0: which was fun. The blind yeah. tags on Cody and Pack was it was which, great. Probably just setting up two new feuds. You
1: know what? Like Malachi versus Andrade. You telling me that wouldn't be fucking amazing? We've had it NXT. Yeah,
0: that shit. Yeah, was we amazing. Had, we had it, and I mean, imagine not having even the NXT chains on you. What those two can do, right? And then, yeah, and then yeah. pack Cody. Like I said, I don't like, I don't like Cody's character, but in ring, Oh fuck. He's good. And then fucking the bastard. Uh, yeah.
1: He's amazing. Just... <laughs> and that was one of my points on Twitter. Cause I had tweeted out, you know, that I didn't understand all the hate on Cody. Um, but I said, well, you know, is he the weakest link of all the three, the four guys in that match, Cody? Oh, sure. You know, actually by a long shot, he's the weakest link, but, That's because all four of those, you know, the other three guys in that ring are wrestling gods, like in a sense, you know, they're just that fucking good no matter what. So, but yeah, great match either way. It was still fun. And I think it was in the right place because people were able to kind of calm down just a little bit, take take a seat. You know, they were still kind of hyped up. Um, You know, there's a lot of great.
0: You had a little dip, but you went from like a 10 to like an eight as opposed to like a a seven to a two. You know, uh, um,
1: the the Ty Conti um, Britt Baker title match is really good.
0: This this match is my this had no good, no reason to be as good as it was.
1: It was fantastic.
0: Uh, yeah, Uh yeah, I mean, I would put it up there with Darby and MJF onto the the quality of the yeah, this is way better than it than it had any fucking right to be.
1: And, and it was a slow start, too. So it took me a second. I was like, ah, this is this is I don't know how I feel about this, but in pro wrestling fashion classic pro wrestling it built to that ending and both of them are fucking fantastic one of my biggest takeaways did you ever play horizon zero dawn no so it's that game with the it's like a weird tech future
0: yeah uh, it's like it's like like technical vikings right
1: kind of yeah so you're like destroying these mechanical dinosaurs and all this shit she came out, and I don't know if it was on purpose, but Ty Conti's gear was almost directly inspired by that game. It had to be.
0: Uh, I wouldn't be surprised because there are so awesome. many, there are so many nerds in there and stuff. Oh, but yeah. yeah, her face paint again. Aw, Aw Glam did did it. My wife turned me onto them on Instagram. If you want to see like good shots of their face paint, yeah. In fact, she. She turned me on to that so much that at some point during the uh, fucking pay per view, I was like, "Oh my god, they put a they put winged eyeliner on Aubrey Edwards." And and <laughs> Casey turned to me and she said, "They what?" And I went, "Oh fuck, you got me noticing that shit now." <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, I I noticed the I noticed the the good extensions. I noticed the ratchet extensions. I noticed start that.
1: doing like some uh, red, white, and blue like eyeshadow and stuff for the for the show. Get people to watch. Would you guys watch the show more often on YouTube and subscribe and like it if uh, Patrick starts wearing really, really glammed up, uh, red, white, and blue inspired? I,
0: you I know, I'll, I could, I could do something different every. I could Darby Allen it. I could, I could Heidi Howitzer it. I could fucking Abaddon. I could fucking
1: yeah. <laughs> um, ultimately uh ultimately we got the the w on this prediction um going with Britt baker being the winner
0: which um during the match were there moments where you're like ty's gonna do it
1: <laughs> yes but at the same time i also knew no like there, I, I knew it too. that's why i loved it like yeah
0: but yeah there were moments where it's like Holy shit, she's gonna win, Yeah, Yeah, <laughs> they're Which gonna is- pull the trigger on this again,
1: checking all of the pro wrestling boxes with this pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, to retain Britt Baker takes the AEW Women's Championship home with her. No, 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 uh, no negative loss on Ty Conti though, because all that did was oh. put
0: her in a huge spot. Um, she is, she is, she was good in NXT. She's great. God, she has improved so fucking much just, oh, in less
1: than two years.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, the crowd was not sleepy at all this entire fucking pay per view. Um, that being said, they woke the fuck up even more during the Eddie Kingston uh, C M Punk match. <laughs> uh, this match was as good every bit as good as I, as I expected it to be. And let me, let me, let me just say this. Um, Cause I'm going to start wrapping up just a little bit quicker. Uh, but I wanted to say it's a hundred percent clear that the crowd, who the crowd was behind. And I know we had that discussion last week. Um, and there was a couple of little nods throughout the match, but it's a beautiful thing. How much people love, Eddie Kingston and the dude mm-hmm. fucking deserves every bit of it, and that's the whole reason why CM Punk made this match happen, guaranteed. Yeah, he, it, it it was great.
0: I know Eddie Kingston from when I started watching in fucking you know July or August, whenever I got Sling. Right, it instantly became one of my favorites because he is he's the Real. epitome of like he's just the dude that made it, you know, and then.
1: People want to when say find Stone out Cold is real. Like his Stone Cold was so good because he was mm-hmm. real. Sure, um, Eddie Kingston's not turned up to eleven. Eddie Kingston is always at
0: eleven. And yeah, and then until you know, then you find out that he's big. That he's like, yeah, I got depression. What the fuck? So what? Yeah, I struggle to wake up in the morning. Fuck you. I do it. You know, I go out there. I do my thing and stuff. Yeah,
1: he's a fantastic and, person know, to have
0: in that business.
1: Fuck, you know, you just or any love business.
0: Him. Yeah, you love him more and more. Um, yeah. I wouldn't want to piss him off, no, but uh, <laughs> no, you'd be a dead person.
1: Uh, yeah, Punk channeled a little bit of uh, his inner Cena, and in, in about midway through the match as well, when he was doing the, the five funny shuffle or whatever it was supposed
0: to be. So yeah, I caught when he did the shoulder tackles. I. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. So the whole rumor of of them purposely kind of adding that dynamic was true, mm-hmm. which is cool because Punk did go on record many times that he was actually a big fan of CM Punk. They got along as well as you could for not being friends in the business. He really respected C- or, uh, Cena in that scenario. So that was kind of a cool thing to see because it was actually like kind of throwing back to a WWE thing that wasn't shitting on it. You know what I mean? Like, it was actually, they that was cool. It was nice to see. Um, (laughs) And then, yeah, fucking JR quoting, or I quote JR, what a goddamn fist fight. That (laughs) popped me pretty hard. Um, Punk wins via the GTS. uh, And then there was that exchange of respect almost at the end, like I had called last week on the show. But Kingston rolls out probably because of his ego, not because he was playing heel. But, no, I can't fucking do that right now, which means... Um, And it's probably last night now that while you're listening to this, but on Dynamite this week, there'll probably be some type of back and forth a little bit about this. Maybe not, you know, maybe not.
0: Uh, Well, you know, and it could be, you know, Okay, so Punk finally respects Eddie and extends his hand. That mean Eddie has to fucking take it
1: exactly. You know, yeah.
0: just because just because somebody offers you respect doesn't mean you have to. Just because somebody offers you an apology, you and can still all, be like fuck you.
1: And I, in all honesty, I hope that's planting a seed for down the road. Like mm-hmm. hey, this isn't over, but it's over for
0: now. You know, mm-hmm. it's oh, yeah. a
1: great story to tell.
0: And yeah, and it could be something where Eddie goes on and does his thing and stuff, and then Punk references it. You know, right. a year down the road, and.
1: Right, exactly. And you, ne- you never know how that will work out, but I'm, I'm intrigued to wait for it. That's the fun part. Um,
0: ooh, ooh, ooh. What if a year, two years down the road, Punk is the champ and who's the contender? Right, exactly. None other than Eddie Kingston. And give it to Kingston. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah it'd be kind of a rehashing of the you know, the basics of the Omega Page storyline, but at the same time, you have new twists and turns in there. exactly.
1: Yeah, so uh, intriguing nonetheless. Um, I don't want to talk about this one a whole lot because it's just going to be me shitting all over it. Um, But the the inner circle ATT match was um, really, really hot garbage. I thought it was really awful. Uh, I barely watched it because the ATT guys looked completely lost.
0: Um, Even in a street fight even when yeah when it was just it was awful
1: it was just yeah. really bad um, even the finish was almost ruined because the one the one guy whatever whichever one it was didn't do the spot quick enough so we almost what was it with the title or something like that i don't remember mm-hmm. hit somebody up from the outside hit jericho um, the dan lambert stuff wasn't even fun it all seemed like i you know i've been talking about referencing how this reminded me of a gold, the golden era of pro wrestling the, in the 90s this one reminded me of WWE right now. This this match reminded me, this should have been on Crown Jewel. And the this, only ones that suffered were Santana Ortiz, uh, Guevara, and Men of the Year.
0: And the one dude in the crowd that didn't get out of the way.
1: Yeah, right? That- <laughs> I feel like that guy was a plant, but maybe not. Uh,
0: the, I don't know the way he was screaming.
1: Um, <laughs> he, he was stuck in those chairs. It was hilarious, but
0: the uh, it was stupid. I, I liked some of the high spots that they did. They were fun. Um, but yeah, the, the MMA guys looked totally out of it, way out of their element. Um, the the uh, best
1: part of it was Tony yelling. It's a toaster, a butt cake. Yeah, that that was. I think he knew this match was garbage, so he had to do something to save it.
0: Oh, he he went, he went he went full on over the top, and I loved it.
1: Also, what was up with Sammy Guevara just pulling off all this Jeff Hardy shit, like blatantly? Like, oh the, yeah, the ladder spot. He did a fucking swanton in the ring. I think but then he did the swanton off of the fucking ladder in the exact same spot as that WrestleMania moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So ultimately, you know, another tribute to Eddie Guerrero, uh, Jericho beat Lambert with a frog splash. Cool. Um, That sucked. So. Yeah.
0: And I I do want to give props to Jericho for being 52. Yeah. I think. And I don't want to insult his his physical look, but he's not in the Y two J. He's like Y four or five J now. <laughs> oh, um, God damn. But it. but still, to be able to pull off the shit that he does, um, looking like a bag of soup. Uh, in,
1: in the in the famous words of JCB, you ain't shit.
0: <laughs> That's fucked up. Cold as eyes. Uh, but 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 to to have that extra baggage right. but still be able to do frog splashes and yeah you know top rope hakuna matadas and stuff
1: luckily he doesn't do it very often so that's probably why he can pull it off hey mm-hmm. uh, fucking Jay lethal is all elite baby uh i popped what? hard i popped hard <laughs> what Jay fucking lethal dude like I'm trying to wrap my head around where, what's going to happen with that. Like, and he came out to the fucking, what did he call himself? The machismo? Like he came out to the machismo music. Like Jay Lethal is all elite, dude. I was not. So now it's obvious that they're going to start maybe picking up some ring of honor, uh, talent. And that's fucking super intriguing. They deserve it over there, man. Those, the, the talent over Ring of Honor may not be the best product in the world at this point. Obviously, now that's it's over, but even in the last few years, but that is not a fucking that all of their talent has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's super exciting. Um, and then main event time. We're at an hour already. Um, this this is proof of long term storytelling paying off and getting. Unknown, relatively unknown talent, over to the point of the roof blew the fuck off of this place when Adam Page won that title.
0: And every everybody's been talking about it too. And you know what I'm going to say when he was walking down the ramp, that graphic, we're proud of you. Yeah, just like oh my god, I mean, you know, it's still I'm getting like warm fuzzies because
1: (laughs) AEW. The company that cares,
0: <laughs>
1: you know, like,
0: nah, nah, nah. It's just, yeah,
1: it's just like the, the, it, the those minute details are just I they
0: know what they saw that. And I popped for the fucking graphics team, popping for Adam Page. Yeah. I'm just like, and yeah, oh, I'm yeah. not gonna lie, I teared up a little. I gotta no, wipe my eyes out. I, it is it, <laughs> it, it it, it's, it's beautiful because it, it's just it's it's such a show of respect about how much. They love Adam Page as a man, whatever his real name is. And they Michael know that S- the fans, or whatever knew.
1: they like, that's yeah. even more importantly, like they know the fans are behind behind cowboy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, even I am, and I wasn't a hundred percent convinced in the beginning. I like Adam Page in the beginning; I thought he was an intriguing character, but because of the story they've been telling,
0: I'm fucking invested in that dude now. Exactly, that's the golden part of this business, and, and that's that's how it works is you tell you have intriguing characters and you tell intriguing stories and yeah. you have them um, be coherent. Yeah. And then you have idiots like me and geniuses like you. Um, Cause I don't want to lump you in with me. Uh, hey, genius works for me.
1: You can call me that all day. <laughs> I agree.
0: But you have people like us that are just like, you know, I dude, I can't wait for fucking dynamite tonight. Right. Um, exactly. And, and
1: Again, the old WWF days, like you left a pay-per-view like, dude, I cannot fucking go to bed because Raw's tomorrow. Like, I have mm-hmm. to know what's going to happen after this pay-per-view. Whereas now, obviously, in WWE, who gives a shit what happens the night after a pay-per-view? Because half the time, the pay-per-view doesn't mean shit unless it's one of the three. So like, but and, and regardless, even without that, like, it feels good to leave a pay-per-view like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen next? That's exactly. the whole reason we watch. Otherwise, why? It's just something in the background. But I'm watching a movie, like I have to see the sequel. I have to. See mm-hmm. it. That or yeah, I or you're
0: it. hoping for a sequel, exactly. You know, yeah, or something. Yeah, I mean, when no, I when, no, I, no. Finish, when I finish when I finish a TV series, I get on IMDb and I'm looking at like trivia and goofs and all yeah. this shit, and you know, I'm, you know, and that's the kind of shit you want to where you know you want to not only. Watch the fucking show and enjoy the show, but you want to look at other. You know, you want to b- fucking buy merch, dude. Yeah. I okay, just by following these people, I want to get a goddamn uh, murder hawk action yeah, right? figure and take it on tour with me because I see the shit the <laughs> fucking archer's doing and it's hysterical. It's so good,
1: like you know, it, I, they're all very smart to what social media can be used for. It's
0: stupid shit like that, and yeah, yeah, when I go on vacation next, I want to bring my murder hawk figure and show him standing there. And hopefully, you fucking Archer likes my tweet. That's, right. you know,
1: like, dude, actually, he'll, he'll, that's end up kind the kind of, he'll at you and be like, all right, dude, this is funny, but don't shower with that action figure ever again.
0: And I'm going to be like, I can't stop it. He's around my neck. <laughs> I love, I love my mini hawk I love him. I love him on my skin. Like, neutral Chris likes his
1: DVDs on his skin. Okay. So, anyway. Skin. Skin. Um, so yeah, okay. Uh sorry about that, folks. Um, it's alright, just fast you know, just just ignore that happened. Uh so regardless, uh at the end of the day, the end of the pay-per-view, and then of course Dark Quarter came out and congratulate him. Um
0: it, the beer SWAT, Yeah. That uh, was great. It,
1: but yeah, so all in all, this pay-per-view was fantastic. Um and quite possibly, and we say this a lot, but probably the best pay-per-view they've had of the year and that we say that every it's like takeovers like all over again like the old mm-hmm. the original like nxt takeovers like we were always like how could this one possibly be better than the last one and then it was and then it was uh, again
0: um, my my, so yep, kudos my first AEW AW, yeah. pay-per-view was all in all out which which one is the all, all in, out is in. the pay- all in all was out the, was
1: before AEW. it was just all, all in, in. Yes. Okay. Okay. All out Um, is now their like what I would I guess they consider like their WrestleMania.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was my first favorite, and I was blown away at how I mean, like I said, I put it up there with like you know the takeovers and the the was it the WrestleMania when Kofi won, um, and the um the the three brand Survivor Series. I mean, those were like um, and and I would put the Royal Rumble where Edge returned and uh, uh, Drew won. Right. Um, you know, those are like the yeah. epic pay-per-views of you know recent memory.
1: Well, and um, there was a lot riding on all out or all, yeah. In, either way, so it, there was that. There was that bit of it too because it it had to work. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So they had to to have the best show they could possibly have ever had, or this would never have worked.
0: But yeah, that's like, and, and and that's what I mean. You know, I'm putting it. You know, that, it had it had that feel of like those ones, but at the same time you only get them four times a year just like takeovers you only got you know four times so it was like
1: yeah it, it was fantastic it,
0: it just it just made it that much better whereas you know some of the wwe pay-per-views the monthly ones they they're just you know glorified ross and smackdowns yeah um yeah, yeah these these mean something and stuff so yeah, yeah but yeah i was i was blown away at how good uh <laughs> all out was and then full gear just you know I don't. know. What's the next one? Revolution. I'm not sure.
1: Sounds. About uh, right.
0: I think revolution. Yeah, I think revolution is the next one, and then double or nothing is in the uh, spring, late spring, early summer. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. like how you, the, the only because the they tell only thing stories
1: that, leading up to pay per views, and pay per views being the blow-offs of these stories mm-hmm. or continuations
0: of these stories. It's a whole. I point. like the quor- I like the quarterly pay per views because you could build nice long stories, right? Exactly. And, and then in the middle, you can have shorter stories. Um, for other talent it's, it's um, so simple
1: it's such a simple yeah. format. it's not simple to fill the format but it's a very simple format mm-hmm. you know what i mean so anyways regardless kudos aw you guys killed it again
0: um, yeah i'm just I, i'm hoping i'm hoping the stories stay good and keep me invested in stuff the one thing i'm worried about though is like the in-ring stuff because we're getting to a point of like diminishing returns cuz they're doing so much in the ring that that what are you going to be able to do to top this we've talked about this before with like finishing moves like you know super kick was a finishing move right? Uh, that right. suplex was a finishing move now it's like you get shit that you know it's going to be hard to top you got super duper flips off the top rope and exactly you know, i i yeah. i would rather them stick with the just the wrestling and the stories and have cool in ring stuff um, I, I agree but, I think they I trust not them though. Too. I trust them. Me too. Me too.
1: I'll. I'll wait until they start fucking things up before I actually decide that it's something I'm, I'm not <laughs> interested in. So, all right. So again, uh, we're we're getting short on time, and we want to introduce this new segment to you guys. So give us just a second, and we'll be right back with one of the funniest things you've ever seen in your life, probably. I'm willing to bet. All right, everybody. So obviously we have. Uh, we have changed backgrounds, so to speak. We've relocated. <laughs> We have relocated. So Patrick came up with this concept uh, a few weeks ago um, of doing sideways in time theater, where uh, we're just going to kind of do little silly skits um, that involve topical things in pro wrestling for the most part. Um, And so this may shit the bed. This may be the biggest piece of gold we've ever done. We're going to find out here in just a second. So uh, are you ready, Patrick?
0: I'm ready as I'll ever be.
1: (laughs) So let's set the scene here.
0: Um, Okay. Go ahead. Oh, the scene inside Titan Towers boardroom just after the quarterly investor call on 11-4-2021. The two players are Vince McMahon and some unnamed lackey. We'll call him Lackey, Chris.
1: (laughs) All right. So...
0: Yes, and you get to see our acting abilities. Oh, they're going to be right. so good.
1: All right. <laughs> and, so And scene. Oh, uh, That was a great conference call. Yes, sir. It was. Now we need to make some roster cuts. Roster cuts. Yeah. Trim the budget. But we just made 250 million. Trim it. Uh, this close to the holidays? Trim it, Trim it. Okay. All right. All right. Start with
0: uh, what's her name from NXT, uh, Zeta Ramirez.
1: I mean, okay, but she's she's got a lot of potential. And Trey Baxter, huh? I mean, he's kind of fun to watch.
0: Yeah, he's too small. And uh, Jesse Camilla.
1: Jesse Camilla. I mean, she's she's kind of doing the Robert Stone thing.
0: And Oni Lorkin.
1: Oni, are you serious? And Harry Smith. The fuck. We just re-signed him. He hasn't even been back on TV yet. And Katrina Cortez. The Lady Luchador? She, she could bring in mass sale money for, you know, young girls like Female Ray.
0: No, go, go, go on. Put Grand Metalik and uh, Lindsay Dorado in there.
1: So, do you hate luchas that aren't named Mysterio? And Beefab. We We just called her up from Hit Ro- with Hit Row. And um, Amber Moon, too. Did you smoke crack? And Frankie Mooney. Oh, dear God. She just moved here. We made those vignettes, and they were trying to push her. Like, I mean, sh- she's she's booked shit recently, but... Even really too. Okay, again, we just brought her back. What was the point of even bringing her back in the first place? naya Okay, releasing somebody... While they're out with an injury this close to Christmas?
0: Jeep
1: oh, uh, Rama. Holy hell. Dude just moved here from India, not Indiana. India. How's he gonna how's he gonna pack up and go now? This Scarlet. Okay. But her and Karrion are money. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Carrion too.
1: Oh my god. What, what if what if we what if we didn't bungle his debut with the Road Warrior gladiator shit? And uh me. Okay, you did smoke crack and please please don't say it.
0: Please don't say it. And finally please don't for now. Keith Lee. You
1: you you fucking said it. Son of a bitch. And (laughs) seeing. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's fun. Look how big you've gotten.
0: It's Vince's big ass head. And so, yeah, that is not a knock on any of the talent that was released because they're no. all phenomenal talents. That yeah. is a knock on the mismanagement of the their Debbie characters Debbie. and their contracts. And oh, I'm back down to normal. These fuckers. So,
1: anyways, hey, if you enjoyed that, uh, give us a little shout if you want us to tighten it up, do some different ones, whatever it may be. I think it's fun, especially considering we're, uh, you know, we've, we're working on a little bit of a secret. For a down the road, bit. a little bit a little of a secret. Bit. We've got a lot of secrets. Uh, but yeah. So, anyways, I thought that was fun and it makes sense. It, you know, and Patrick is right, we probably should have done that a couple weeks ago while that was still super fresh. But from what I understand, there's another wave of them coming, so it's not like it's gonna go away
0: anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that might be a recurring skit <laughs>
1: <Da, da, da. laughs> So, everybody, thank you for listening yet again to another episode of Sideways in Time. I want to give a shout out to band from ringside podcast at BFR pod at Jason BFR, JCB at BFR bill at BFR Zach with an H Uh, with no, uh, no JCB rant this week, but next week I'll make sure he, he makes up for that. I'm sure he will before I'll have to, um, for myself, Lucha, Chris, for my guy over here, Patriot, Pat, Pat, tell them what they need to do.
0: Uh, they need to uh, tell dog to fuck off and then they need to mark the fuck out
1: oh and uh i forgot to mention you know like and subscribe our youtube channel yes yeah. the only way this actual uh little event we just did will make any sense
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, well it will make sense in, in in audio but anyways i'm trailing so enjoy thank you for being here with us yet again for another week of sideways in time and we will see you next week bye fuck out goodbye Oh wait, I'm it again.